I am Vani Shukla. Welcome to Garden in Nature Southwest. Let me take you back to some of those winters when I was trying out different ways to protect my plants. A mini greenhouse for the containers was not an option, and a hoop house for the vegetable patch would not have gone well with the rest of the garden design as well. So I had to come up with something that I could easily put away at the end of the season. And during the winter, I could still have some color and greenery, and maybe some veggies too. The house that we moved in came with a professionally landscaped yard on all sides. So there was no space to grow any plants in the ground. And I knew I would figure out something by spring. But more immediately, I was happy adding a few more plants to my container garden. Now about five months prior, we had moved from northeast to this dry hot desert. And one good reputation about the climate was that the winters were mild. And I think probably because of this reputation, I hugely underestimated the dry cold nights. So one such night, the weather forecast was what I considered mild. Temperature at night was going to be in upper 30s. There was no snow or freeze in the forecast. The night was calm and quiet, beautiful starry sky. We went to bed in our cozy indoors, woke up early morning next day. It was a bright, beautiful morning. From the window, everything looked beautiful and green outside. The palm trees, several bushes, nothing had changed. But when I stepped out in the patio, it appeared as though someone or something had selectively gone after my container plants. All my container plants were either dead or severely damaged by frost. I still remember that brief moment of confusion. Because everything else was green and alive and beautiful, what happened to my plants? Why just my containers? And the temperature had been in upper 30s. It never went down to 32. I confirmed again. It was like frost appeared at night like a ninja, quiet and calculated, did the damage, and then disappeared under the morning sun. I was so disappointed and felt like an ignorant. And I wanted to learn what exactly happened. How did it happen? So what I found was that the cloudless nights, the ones which are quiet, there's no breeze, the beautiful stars in the sky, those are the nights when there's more chance of frost quietly sneaking in without any warning. But how was it even possible to have a frost when the temperature never dipped down to 32? How can anything freeze in upper 30s? And that's when I learned a very interesting fact, that even though the temperature was in the upper 30s everywhere, but closer to the ground, it dipped down to freezing or below 32. Why? Because the cold air is heavier and it sinks down towards the ground. And the warmer air is lighter and it moves up. That's the same principle behind the hot air balloon. This is an example of a much more extreme temperature difference, but it makes it so clear and easy to remember. And so that's why the warmer, lighter air moves up from the ground. And this is what our thermometers detect. But the closer that you are to ground, the cooler it is going to be. And my container plants were small. The palm trees and the bushes, comparatively, were much taller. They were safe because the temperature at that level was above freezing. Another essential thing was the quietness of the night. The lack of breeze. That's what let the separation happen. The cool air sink to the bottom, warm air rise up. If there was any breeze, it would have whipped up all the cold and warm together. 
and you won't have the temperature difference. Now, lack of cloud. Why was that important? Well, if there's cloud cover, then the air, the environment retains the temperature longer. The clouds act as a blanket. If there are no clouds, the ground and the air above the ground is going to lose its heat pretty quickly. So the cloudless nights are often colder. So from then on, I was always cautious whenever there were no clouds, no breeze, and the temperature was anything less than lower 40s. Why lower 40s? Is it being too cautious? Well, actually, the place that they are making their forecast from, a few miles away from my house, the temperature in that microclimate might be a few degrees different from my backyard. And this was something that I figured out after monitoring the temperatures and the weather consistently and noticing the difference between the weather app and my own backyard. A year later, by next winter, I had a lot more plants, both in the ground and also in containers. And bringing all the containers indoors was not going to be practical. So I looked online for a mini greenhouse of some sort that could maybe work in a patio. So of course, that meant a setup that did not require to be secured with the help of ground stakes, something that was freestanding. So the closest thing that I could find was these shelves which had a plastic cover that opens in front with the zipper. But that would not have worked for me because I had a lot more containers and I had a couple of large containers which were heavy. So that gave me an idea of building something myself, but that did not include the shelves because again, keeping the containers in the shelves was not an option. So I thought I could build a frame with PVC pipes, have these concrete blocks in four corners to support the PVC poles and on the top I could have a square PVC frame. So basically it would be a simple frame, four PVC legs and a square frame on top and all of this would be covered by plastic sheet and I could attach a zip to open and close or simple ties to open or close the front flap. So that's what I did. I got the PVC pipes and also the plastic sheets in the paint section at Lowe's or Home Depot, the ones that you use to protect your floor when you're painting your room. And I put it all together and it looked like it was going to work, but it did not because this was about four by four in length and width and the height was about five feet tall. And this was a large structure and I was able to put all the containers inside and close it up. But the biggest problem was, of course, that it was not secure enough to keep standing in strong winds. When you would get gusts of wind with 60 to 70 miles an hour, this was not strong enough to stay standing. Initially, I was disappointed that this did not work out. But in retrospect, I'm glad because, because if it had worked out, I probably wouldn't have looked for other options. And this other option was way simpler, much better aesthetically also, lot easier to maintain and of course no flapping noises of the plastics at night. So then looking for other options what I stumbled upon was frost covers. Now it wasn't just finding frost covers that was the answer. It was actually the setup with that frost cover that made it all work. So what I did was I bought two sheets of frost fabric. Each were 9 by 12 feet and the frost fabric is basically a synthetic fabric that lets the light and air pass through it also lets the rain in, but it dries out pretty quickly and is very light. So I first just tried spreading out the fabric on the plants. I just grouped the containers together, spread out the fabric, but that was not working because 
fabric touching the plants and in the strong wind it was again damaging the leaves also the fabric itself was getting damaged because some of the plants had woody stems and they would poke through the fabric so that's when I came up with the idea of creating a tent like I did with those plastic sheets and PVC pipes but now I wanted to create this tent without the PVC pipes in the patio because securing the PVC pipes might have worked in a soft ground where you can stake it down but on a hard patio floor it would not work. So what I did was I gathered all the containers in the patio against the wall, the wall of the house that also had a big window. This window looked inside to our breakfast nook. On either side of this group of plants I placed a wire shelf. The usual wire shelves that you find at Home Depot or Lowe's. I had two of these in my garage and I got these out. So now you can sort of imagine like a room that has two walls on either side made of these wire shelves and the back wall is made of that big window. And over this whole thing I spread out the frost fabric, let it hang on either side of the shelves all the way to the ground and also let it hang on the front. So it completely covered on all three sides. On the back side I just let it hang maybe a couple of inches because the shelves were snug against the wall, the window, and the frost cover wasn't big enough to cover the backside also. Now how would this fabric stay in place? I got 5 to 10 pounds weight, the metal disc kind of weights that my husband used for weightlifting, and I used the binder clips, the metal ones that you find at Office Depot. I used those to clip the fabric on the lower shelves on the outside, so the sides won't be flying around and flapping around in the wind. On the front, the fabric was long enough that there were extra about 6 to 8 inches on the ground and I just placed some more metal weights and rocks to prevent that from flapping around. Now this might seem like a very flimsy setup, but it worked extremely well, even in strong winds. And I think it stayed in place partly because the system does let some air pass through it. And so this is not creating a strong, complete barrier to the wind as the plastic was creating it lets a lot of the force of the wind pass through it instead of pushing against it. Now because the frost fabric lets a lot of sunlight in, at the same time it allows the air, it does not overheat. Unless the temperature is more than 65 or 70 degrees, it does not heat up too much inside. At the same time it is able to create enough warmth that the plants are able to stay alive or stay green depending on how cold hardy they are throughout our mild winters and I'm in zone 8. This was very different from the plastic setup I was creating earlier that I failed. If you forget to open up the plastic during a bright sunny day then it will end up cooking your plants. So because of this it was so easier for me to maintain. I had a lot more flexibility. I knew if I forgot to open it up for ventilation it would still be fine. Basically my everyday routine on the weekdays was Quickly lift the fabric up from the front, put that fold up on the shelf, weigh it down, and in the evening when I returned, unfold it and close it up again. And I'm done. Most of the times I've ordered only on weekends or once in 7 to 10 days depending on how dry the soil was, but it did not require frequent watering because being in the tent preserved their moisture also. Now if it was going to be cloudy or temperatures were going to be very cold, then I could leave the system closed without even checking for up to seven days. It was easy. 
on really cold days when the temperature was less than 20 degrees, then I would cover that back portion also with an extra layer of fabric. So now it has fabric on all four sides and in places there would be double layer of fabric. And with this, the plants stayed well even with temperatures going down to low 20s or upper teens. Now let me tell you about a tough test this setup went through. This was in 2011. We heard about the forecast that we were going to get a severe cold wave. By this time, we had also established our vegetable patch and I had started to use the frost fabric in the veggie patch also. So after hearing about the freeze, I got a few extra layer of frost fabric because we were going to get the temperatures down into single digits. And at that time, I was in zone 8B where we do not get our temperatures below 20 degrees most of the winters. Some unusually colder winters, it might dip down to teens, but the frost fabric, two layers of it, had done a fair job protecting the plants. But in the single digits, this was going to be the first time for that. So I added another layer of fabric. Now it would be a total of three layers. And I covered the back part also, the window side. So basically it was covered on all four sides and all the way to the ground. No free fabric flapping around in the wind. Plus some extra measures that I had learned over the previous years. Reading on how the unheated greenhouses maintain warmth. So I used some of those tricks like putting the black trash bag plastic on the ground so that during the day the ground absorbs more heat from the sun. Also I was going to keep some containers full of water and again that is another trick that the greenhouses use. Water captures the heat, retains it longer. Inside any greenhouse the temperature is slow to fluctuate down because the water is releasing that captured heat slowly. So I got few containers, whatever I could find around the house, the black plastic, the containers. I watered the plants. So I prepared for all this about two days before when the sun was still out. And that way I was hoping to gather all that heat. And a day before, I completely closed the system and I was not going to open it till the freeze was completely gone. Because anytime, if I were to open the frost cover, even one side of it, it would be losing the heat. For our veggie patch, we had made small hoops out of quarter inch thick galvanized wire. These hoops were just about 18 to 20 inches high. And I would usually cover the whole veggie patch. It was sort of irregular, circular shape. So usually I needed about two fabrics to cover the whole thing. And I again used the same kind of metal weights or rocks on all sides. This way, the fabric was not directly touching the greens down below. And if it rained or snowed, the fabric would not get heavy with ice and directly touch the greens. Because if that happened, then of course the greens would be damaged. So these low wire hoops kept the fabric from touching the greens directly and created a low tunnel. Now with this freeze coming in, I just added extra layer of fabric on the whole veggie patch. Now the forecast had mentioned that the minimum temperature was going to be in single digits, maybe around 5 or 8. But the forecast kept changing. And when we were almost in the middle of the freeze, the forecast now changed to zero degree Fahrenheit. Now at that time, I got a bit concerned and I thought of bringing the containers inside. But at the same time, 
I had done all that preparation and I wanted to see what the limits would be. It was a tough decision because I had these container plans for last four years or so and it was quite possible that I would lose them. On the other hand, I wanted to test the system as well because occasionally if we did get a freeze, I wanted to see what would be the limit that I should not cross. Up to what temperature can I confidently and comfortably leave the plants outside without worrying about them? So I wanted to know that limit and there was no other way to know than actually test it. However, out of extra caution, on the night when it was going to dip down to zero degree Fahrenheit, I grabbed a couple of large queen size bed sheets and I had two blankets that were damaged, but I never threw them for some reason because I thought of repurposing it someday or turning it into a craft or something. So I grabbed those blankets. These were full size blankets, two of them, and I spread those out on the veggie patch because that area was out in the open. Patio was still a bit more protected because it had a roof on top. The veggie patch out in the open would be exposed to a lot more severe freeze with the snow and the ice. So the temperature kept plummeting down. And the next morning when we woke up, the temperature was already minus 4 degree Fahrenheit. There was snow and ice everywhere. And temperature, even during the day, rose only to single digits. And again the next night it dropped below zero. After 48 hours straight of temperature so low, I was no longer thinking of my plants. I had already made a choice to leave the plants outside, and I did whatever I could to provide them protection outside. Now, I had lived in Northeast, and I had experienced much colder weather. But this was different. It was different because even though it looked so beautiful, everything was white, looked like a winter wonderland. But at the same time, the stress in the city, you could feel it. It was just so palpable. All the businesses and schools were closed. So many areas in the city had power outages. There was flooding in the homes. The elderly and ill were, were at so much risk. So hearing all this, it was just kind of a different feel. And of course, everybody stayed home. We didn't go to work. And plans were the last thing on my mind at that time. This continued for more than 72 hours straight that the temperature stayed less than 32 degrees Fahrenheit. And all previous records were broken for this area. So I left everything the same. I didn't want to open it even to check because even if I opened it from a little corner just to take a peek inside, it would cause loss of some warmth and I wanted to preserve everything I could. In the veggie patch, the blankets, the frost covers were all covered with thick ice and snow. So on day four, there were some thinning of clouds, but the temperature did not go above 35. And now on day five, the sun came out and the temperature was going to be suddenly jumping to 50s. That's the magic of desert climate. But I still left everything untouched, completely covered. Because it was going to reach in the 50s, probably just two hours before sunset. And then soon after, it was going to be cold again after the sun sets. And during the night, the temperature was going to fall again into mid-teens. So had I opened the frost covers, there would be a lot of heat loss from inside and not enough heat gained for the temperatures that were going to be so low at nighttime. So even though it was going to be 50s, I still left everything the same, didn't even check. The following day was Sunday. And that was the first day that I opened the frost cover when the temperature had already 
climbed up to mid-40s, keeping my fingers crossed. And I was expecting some damage, but I was so pleasantly surprised that even though in the patio, pretty much all plants had lost their leaves, but none of the branches or the leaves had frost damage. You know how the leaves get wilted and frost damaged? That's an entirely different thing than plants just dropping their leaves. However, I was still not sure if some of the plants were just dormant or completely dead. A month or six weeks later, they started to sprout new leaves and branches. Now, in the veggie patch, they were more stressed compared to the patio plants. Also, some of the leaves had frost damage and damage by the ice. In, because in these places, the ice was so heavy that it weighed down on the frost cover. Only these were the areas where they suffered frost damage. The rest of the areas where the frost cover and the blanket managed to stay up did not touch the leaves directly. Those plants survived. They looked stressed, but they survived, and a month later, they rebounded back. So this freeze was February 1st, 2011, and about mid-March, all these plants, whether it was veggie patch or the patio plants, they all came back to life. I learned a lot from this experience. We had several more cold waves in the following year, but none as severe, and I knew my limits. In some cold waves, when the temperature dropped down to mid-teens, or it was a snowstorm or ice storm, and in that case, I used two layers of the frost fabric and also kept the water containers inside. But I never needed to use extra blankets or bed sheets on top. Just the two or maximum three layers of frost cover was enough. I also know that even though this kind of setup worked here in that extreme freeze, but it is still not going to work in a northern climate. The same setup is not going to work there because prior to the freeze here, the weather was sunny, the temperature in 60s before it dipped down. So the ground was warm. Whereas in northern climates, in much colder climates, the ground cools down or freezes because of prolonged cold temperatures. And there are long stretches of cloudy days. So a frost cover tent will not be able to protect the plants in the same temperatures that we had. What we had was six days of really cold weather. But prior to that, the ground was warm. That's a very different situation. The other thing that I absolutely know for a fact is super important is that my yard was facing south. A southern exposure, especially in winter, provides the warmest microclimate. And if I had the same kind of setup in the north part of my house, which was the front yard, or if it was in any of the side yards, if I had any space in the side yards, it wouldn't have been possible because the east or the west, again, does not get that many hours of sun compared to the southern side in the winter. Also, another important factor was that my container setup was in a covered patio. If you put a plant out in the open, it's going to be a lot more vulnerable compared to if it was just a few feet away against the wall. Just that little difference in the microclimate might be enough to protect the plant. So the covered patio and southern exposure, I think those two things were super important. This sort of system worked pretty smoothly every winter for 15 years that we lived in that house. Later, when we moved to a new house in a different part of the town, the space here does not allow me to have exactly the same setup as before. But I continue to use the same principles. I know that backyard in this house has a very different microclimate compared to the old one. 
it now is on the north side of the house. It is a lot more breezy. And throughout the winter months, the backyard patio does not get any sun. So this kind of setup is not going to give me success in my backyard patio. However, every winter, I watch closely where the warm areas are. What are the corners where the plants stay greener and healthier during the winter months? There are even some corners where the plants continue to bloom. Or there might be a plant that is in the side yard in an area that is cold and in shade. And that plant may go dormant. It's amazing how there are little pockets which can stay much warmer. And these corners I have kept for the frost tender plants. So now what is practical for me is I create these mini systems. And in 2021, we had a winter storm. And at that time, I also had a few smaller plants in the ground that needed some protection. For these, what I did was I created a sort of mini tent. I put two empty planters upside down, one on either side of the plant. And I just spread the frost cover over it. Again, secured the fabric with rocks and other metal weights on the ground. I have wilting agave and agave perii. These are cold hardy agaves. They, I'd never have to cover them in, in cold weather. But it was going to be an ice storm and sometimes directly being in contact with ice can still damage the cold hardy agaves. So again, for these agaves, I did the same thing. Put a couple of empty planters upside down on either side of the agave and spread the frost fabric over it, creating a tent. So this was in four or five different locations. This is not something that is practical for every single day in the winter, but if it's just once or twice in the winter, it's worth it. I am now in zone 8A, where the minimum temperatures can go down to mid-teens. One thing I want to tell you about the frost cover that I learned was that the frost cover that was heavy-duty, thicker frost cover was much better than the thinner one. The patio setup that I had always had the 9 by 12 sheets of heavy-duty frost cover. But when that worked and we wanted to try a similar system in our veggie patch, which was a larger area, of course, which needed larger frost cover, I looked for different options online and I found these yards and yards of frost covers that you could buy much cheaper. The, these, were, these were like 50 yards or 100 yards. They are much, much longer although not much in width. So I tried one of this. I think I tried probably 20 feet or something like that in length. But this was much thinner. So it was a waste. And especially the synthetic things, I don't want to be keep throwing them. So for example, the thicker ones that I bought for the patio. And then of course, later on for the veggie patch also. They have lasted for 15 years or so. Some of them are kind of getting damaged, but I have made new use of it. I still haven't had to buy any frost cover. So I think the biggest advantage of having this kind of system outdoor, rather than bringing all your planters in, is these plants that you have outdoors all summer, they somehow just do better when they get full natural sun every once in a while. And that bright sun is not infrequent in our desert climate, even in the winter. So especially in the southern exposure of the yard, you can definitely maintain healthier plants even during the winters and some of them continue to bloom. And on the weekends or whenever you have time and it's a sunny bright day and you completely remove the frost fabric, put it away for the weekend, it's nice to see all that greenery and color in the middle of the winter. I hope this gave you some ideas where you might add your own twist, 
that would work in your particular microclimate and in your specific space. This is all for today. Until the next time, thank you for listening.